All right. What are we going to start with, listener? Uh, we could start with the viewer mail or the some news stories today. Let's oh, do what we normally do. Let's one of, let's one of our one of our customers. I almost said customers. Wow, I've been working too hard. No, not yeah, a chance. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of our listeners asked us about the uh, about those eighty percent lowers we'd been talking about, and yes. so we sent them a link to uh, EPL. Uh, lowers.com. That's EPLowers.com. Yeah, that's a correction in case I just said EPL.com. That's right. So, uh, yeah, for EPLowers.com, all one word. We had some other uh, listener email. Let's Message see, we'll on Facebook, oh, yeah, which yeah, would be Facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast. Yes, or you can go to our website, thegunshowpodcast.com. All one word, thegunshowpodcast.com. Dot com. Okay, so uh, this is from Jacob, and that is a uh, – here's your virtual high five. There it was. Thanks. It was – I don't – why do you have to put in sound effects? Can't you do that in post? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I don't know how to do that. You don't know, and he doesn't know how to spell Alexica either. <laughs> it's got a C in there, but that's okay. He wanted our opinions on the Taurus judge line. He says, my wife carries the poly public defender, and I carry the raging judge. I'd like to hear your viewpoints on its versatility as a vermin control slash personal protection weapon. Uh, they spend most of their time on the farm. Um, and he likes our show. Thank you. I think that the judge is only good for killing varmint, yes. snakes, and yes. rabbits, and whatnot. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't think... It's as versatile as they say it is. Yes, it will shoot 410 and 45 long cold. And in the raging judge's case, unless you have the ultralight, the casual, it'll shoot 454 casual, however you say that, casual. Um, but I don't think it's versatile because um, the, the it's still there's only one shell's good for one use. None of the defensive ammunition in 410 coming out of the judge meets the FBI standards for shooting people. So immediately the 410 in the judge becomes a non-starter for personal defense. Now, I know some people argue there are personal defense loads for the judge, but they don't meet the FBI standards. Um, you could put 45 long colt in the judge, and some of the defensive 45 long colt ammo does meet the FBI standards for defensive ammunition, but it's notoriously inaccurate out of the judge. Um, now, if you could find a load in 45 long colt that meets the FBI standards that is accurate in the judge, more power to you. Now, the other side of that coin is the the whole thing, the judge line as a whole. The guns start at the four or $500 mark. And they quickly move up to the eight nine hundred dollar mark with the raging judge, and I think for that much money, you could get a better personal defense weapon. You could almost buy two Glocks. Yeah, basically, yeah. You're, two you're used talking, Glocks. You're talking two used Glocks or a Glock and a forty five long Colt or a forty five long Colt revolver by itself. I just want to know. That's not something that would be easily concealable. Yeah, the, and the judge is. I mean, there's no Even way the PD, to do right? That. I, I mean, if you have a massive purse, now maybe he off body Scott, like you were saying earlier, maybe he does wear a fanny pack, but <laughs> I don't really know for I would sure. Never accuse our listeners of wearing a fanny pack. <laughs> hey, if any of you do like fanny pack carry, please drop us a line. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to talk about that. But uh, yeah, so the judge 
is good for shooting vermin snakes. Uh, it's probably halfway decent for anything smaller than a small dog. Um, you know, as far as with a buckshot load or with a a uh, number four load or a slug, uh, something to those effects. But I really think that they're a snake gun. Yeah, I think I mean, that, snake if, or bird. If or, you ask me what anyone ever asked me when it comes to the judge is, yes, I would carry one on my hip. Yeah. To you know, dispatch any rattlesnakes or anything that I would come across. And I like the judge. I want to like the judge. Everybody wants to like it. It's got it's a cool, neat, neat factor it's neat. to it. Yeah, but it's it doesn't. Neat. It just doesn't meet doesn't certain criteria meet the, that yeah. I would want to have for a concealed carry. Exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't meet the pragmatic standards of a self-defense weapon. For us. For us. For yeah. us. Or I mean, for me. You know, it doesn't yeah. mean that it doesn't fit somebody else's standards. Yeah. You know, like Scott, other people out there do have opinions too. Well, yeah, but they're they're not right if they're different than mine. Um, the <laughs> Which we had that discussion earlier today too. Yes, we did. the The raging judge is interesting because you got the four fifty four. Now I haven't heard any feedback on the four fifty four uh, and its um, its accuracy out of the raging judge. And I'd be interested to hear more feedback because not a lot of people have the raging judge. Uh, about 45 long colt and its accuracy out of the raging judge. Uh, better, worse than the standard judge. And hey, if I'm wrong, if you've got a judge that shoots 45 and shoots it as well as a 45 long colt, you know, revolver from, from one of the big name manufacturers, including Taurus, then let us know. I, I'm really curious about that. It's just that if, if I look at it, they either have the, the snubby or the really right. oversized barrel. Yeah, and they've actually they've actually. I wonder how heavy that gun is. It's pretty heavy. It's twenty something ounces. So the I'm sure the the poly judge is much lighter. Um, it's probably actually carryable, uh, being that it's a In a, a stretched uh, small frame pistol. But uh, the they've discontinued the judge that I've that I had my eye on if I was to purchase one for a toy. It, and that's the um, the Raging Judge Ultralight, which had a seven-shot cylinder. Uh, they've discontinued that. What made it ultralight? Uh, the aluminum frame. Uh, aluminum. Alloy frame, yeah. Now, they have the Raging Judge Snub Nose now, which is a bonus, but it's a six-shot. So I don't know. You get the 454 Castle, but now you lose the ultralight capability. So I don't know. Maybe it's a good trade-off. Um, but, yeah, those are opinions on the judge. Uh, if you agree or disagree... Uh, Jump on our Facebook, uh, shoot us an email, let us know what you think. And, uh, you know, we'll try to get one in so that we can actually fire it and yeah, test it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, I need to play it. with one a little more, uh, honestly. I mean, we're not trying to be too harsh on it. I, I've shot one, but I, I haven't actually done an in-depth review on it. Like I said, it's a snake gun for me. Yeah. Um, now, I do have a cousin who carries one. Oh, yeah? But I can't really. You try to talk him out of it? <laughs> I'd like to get one into review. I just think there. I just honestly think there are there are just so many better choices as far as from the personal to defense angle. That's that's just what it is. Yeah, and it it all depends on if it fits your need, if it fits your hand, if it if has it's the, the only gun you got. You need it's the best gun to carry. Yes. Yeah. So, or I mean, in, I'm not trying to say that it's not a good nightstand gun, but when it comes to concealed carry, I couldn't I couldn't do that. So maybe yeah. it has a purpose somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the second part of Jacob's question is uh, uh, talked about armor-piercing rounds. Uh, he just he just listened to that segment, and he says he keeps seeing uh, four fifty-four rounds uh, with embedded steel spikes. Uh, 
Would this be considered on the same field as a rifle round and the spike is just overkill or is it simply a gimmick? Uh, I got to go with gimmick. I haven't seen this, um, but it sounds like, you know, the standard snake oil stuff. 454 is pretty hot. Uh, probably in its hottest loading, it, it might go through a level three soft vest. Uh, but even its hottest loading, it's not going to penetrate, uh, you know, hard rifle plate armor. Well, that's why the spike's in there, right? Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure that doesn't help. All the gimmicky stuff you see on TV, what is it, Teflon rounds and the the armor the powder rounds, the pointed that, ones. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. None of that stuff yeah. works, yeah. There is AP rounds uh, specifically designed to pierce soft body armor available for almost every duty handgun. Uh, but you and I can't buy it. It's restricted to law enforcement only. Um, so, yeah, a rifle round, uh, a good rule of thumb is none of your hanging rounds are going to be armor-piercing, basically. Okay. Did so. He, did he, we have any other listener questions or anything? That is the only ones I had. We went over the lower. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah? Okay. That's all I got. Well, um, then let's talk a little bit about some stuff going on in the news. We did have an, uh, an admonition not to turn to poo like a lot of other podcasts do. I uh, have no idea what you just said, so please inform me and the <laughs> listeners what random words just came out of you your mouth. You didn't like that? I didn't understand. We were admonished by one of our listeners. Um, okay. He said, uh, keep up the good work and a virtual high five to uh, Casey. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, he also said, uh, don't turn into uh, poo. Like a lot of other podcasts do. Oh. Well, so far, Scott, um, I'm going to apologize to him for this one. Why? I don't know. Okay. I just feel it. You just feel feel like we should apologize. Yeah. Just in case. Cover our bases, you know? All right. You can fix that in post, right? No. Let's talk about a few things uh, going on in the world and the news today. Um, Apparently, the Marine Corps are going to be making some major changes to how they do their handgun training. Uh Uh-huh. Go Are on. you familiar with the Marine Corps? Yes, I've heard of them. It's a no, several with the, hundred years old. Do, oh, no. With the way that they do their uh, handgun training? Specifically? Yes. No, no. I, I, they, I, they probably do it similar to the Army and the Air Force and everybody else. I mean, you have your quals and you get qualed on it. And then higher speed units have their own you know, internal training they do. Well, apparently their entry-level pistol program, or ELPP, uh-huh. would allow a Marine up to 10 minutes to shoot 15 rounds at 25 yards. That's a long time. That is, you, you would think that's quite a bit of time. 15 minutes? No, 10 minutes. 10 minutes for 15 rounds. To shoot 15 rounds, rounds at that's 25 yards. That's almost as slow as the old school bullseye service pistol, which is about a minute around. So that's their that's their entry level pistol program. Uh huh. So uh, what it's looking like they're going to be changing to what is called the CPP or combat pistol program. Oh, uh, more combat oriented instead of marksman yes. oriented. I this, get it. This program is going to uh, consist of stages. Each stage's targets are going to be from seven to twenty five yards, and they're only going to have five to twelve seconds. I guess, uh-huh. to engage these targets. Oh, probably pop-ups or something. Yeah, so... You know, that sounds a lot like the Army's pistol qualification. Well, there you go. I don't... Uh, I, I, it's been a long time since I shot that one, but it's definitely pop-up targets, and you definitely get a couple of seconds each one. But it's fairly easy to do. Anybody who's got some competent handgun uh, handling skills can uh, can ace the Army's qual. And 
It sounds like the Marines are uh, going for something similar, and uh, yeah, they just seems so like they're be too difficult. Yeah, they're adapting a new program that's just going to be a little bit more combat oriented instead of just marksmen, which makes sense. I like it. I think they should do that for sure. So, I mean, you know, there, there's, you run into a few people every now and then that were in the military, and you start asking them about their rifle or their handgun, and this is this can be Air Force, Army, Marine. Um, or, you know, Navy, Navy. Oh. and you start kind of, you, you hand them an AR and they really don't know what to do with it sometimes. And I'm, I'm hoping that programs like this are going to teach these servicemen a little bit more about the weapon that's designed to save their lives or not to speak for the other branches, but in the air force, there are AFSCs jobs in the air force, AFSCs, air force specialty code. Okay. That's the job you do. That don't handle a weapon but once every three years. Now, you're supposed to have uh, annual familiarization, which is hands-on the gun. You know, it's the reload, how you load, how you shoot it, how you safe it, all that stuff. Right. You're supposed to have that. But a- annual, that, once a year. Yeah, that falls by the wayside, and you end up just shooting it uh, every three years Why for do you think it falls by the wayside? Uh, other other priorities. Money? Or no, no. just other? No, no, it's just other priorities. Time. Okay. I mean, who wants to go get the guns all out so everybody can sign off on it, you know, for an hour of weapons manipulation? You know, that's up to the unit commanders, and so it, it gets it gets lost in the fray. Okay. So I think this is a great change. Um, we should be seeing some of these uh, changes. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing some of these changes come through um, the Army or any of the other branches as well. Hopefully we will start doing a better job applying lessons learned than the wars we've already fought. Well, they they were talking about how um, this was supposed to be across the Marine Corps by November 14th. But yeah. so many um, commanders are adopting this now. Oh. And are already starting to implement See, the smart. program. Smart, smart, smart. Good deal. So obviously they know that this is a better program and this is going to keep, you know, boots active on the ground instead of – Well, if you think about the role of the sidearm in the military, now for a cop or a concealed carry person, that's your primary weapon. Well, for someone in the military, that's your secondary weapon. So if you're going to it, there's some extreme situation where you're not just engaging the enemy – you know, there's something, your, your gun is broke, you've been, you know, it's a surprise. You're too close. You're defending yeah. yourself because it's all you got left. You know, something awful, something's probably gone horribly wrong. So do you need to focus on much as marksmanship as gunfighting? Probably not. You probably just do some gunfighting training on the M9 and move on to primary weapons training. All right. Well, you know, speaking of uh, police and firearms and uh-huh. sidearms, um, apparently the Atlanta Police Department are going to be changing from Smith & Wesson MMPs, uh-huh. which they obtained five years ago, okay. to Glocks. So that's interesting. After five years with the MMP, they're switching over to a Glock program. Yes. Makes me wonder. And this kind of missed out on that whole, what was it, early 90s when yeah. the Glock was really pushing real hard sure, yeah, yeah. and trying to sell I to every imagine, agency out there. I imagine that Glock still has a very decent discount for police departments. Um, now, it's been years since I looked into this, but one of the things I, I, I looked at one time is a, is a large department somewhere got a Glock contract or Glock got the contract for this large department. And if you did the math, if you divided the number, the the, the dollar amount by the number of police officers that were going to be serviced by this contract, 
it was less than $300 a gun. So basically, Glock discounts heavily to get these guns in the hands of law enforcement, which is a good thing for law enforcement and a good thing for Glock because they can point to that as a marketing tool. And it's a great thing for the used market. Oh, yeah. Glock trade-ins all I mean, over the place. Police oh, yeah. use trade-ins, what, throw in a few new springs in a barrel, and yeah, you're good to go? If that. Yeah, you probably just replace the springs on your Glock trade-in, maybe put a new set of night sights on it, and it's 100% yeah. ready to go. Good to go. Yep. And apparently it looks like they're, uh, from what I understand, they're gonna, they're getting the, the Gen 4s. Which Glock did they switch to? Which caliber? Uh, the 40, the 22. Forte. Yeah. Yep. There you go. They went to the Model 22. Uh, yeah. But their SWAT team uh-huh. will carry a Gen 4 21. The SWAT team's going with 45. Yeah. Now that is interesting, and yeah. it's silly. So, so yeah, uh, the general carry, very the general carry is going to be the the Gen Four Model Twenty Two, right. which is the full size forty. But the SWAT team is going to a Gen Four Twenty One, which is a forty five. That doesn't make any sense. But now, okay, is that, is that a full size as well? Yeah, that's okay. a full size forty five ACP, uh, thirteen plus one uh, pistol. And there's nothing wrong with that pistol, but um, you know, with modern defensive cop ammunition, the guns aren't going to have any any different enough to be measurable um, stopping power well, or lethality or terminal effectiveness. The 21, from what I always remember it being, is a massive 2x4 in oh, the yeah. hand. It's so huge. why wouldn't the they have gone with like, the 30S, which is the new mm. slim frame? I, because the 30S is a compact, for lack of a better is term, Glock. I yeah. thought it was still no, it's like not full a... Size. It's not full size. It's not as small as the baby Glocks, the 26s and the 27s. But it is definitely the same size as a or much larger than, say, a 19. I just like it when I can actually grab a gun and my hands wrap around it yeah. instead of feeling like... The Glock is a giant. The 21 is a giant 2x4. Now, the Gen 4 has addressed a lot of that. It's a lot oh, smaller. It did. Yeah. Okay, so... So it's a lot more comfortable. But like I said, uh, you know, having 13 rounds versus... 15, I want to say, in the 22. Is it 15? or Yeah, 15 in the 22. And, you know, having the 45 instead of the 40, which, you know, the 40 is probably the best cop round there is. It, it actually has better terminal uh, effectiveness after passing through a barricade than 45 or 9. So I don't know why you would go with 45 for the SWAT team. Now, then again, maybe they've got massive storages of 45. Maybe there's right. other SWAT teams in the area and they just that had they team up with, and they all used, they all went to 21s as a as a standardization. But I, I, who knows? But I would have outfitted everybody with the 40s and moved yeah, on. But if you have you know eighty thousand dollars worth of 45 ammo, yeah, that's true. And it's going to cost you ten thousand dollars to outfit your guys. Yeah. As opposed to, I would yeah. go ahead and spend the ten thousand, get the twenty ones, then turn around and sell those, and then buy twenty two. Hopefully, it's something like that, or maybe the maybe the SWAT team's been running the Glock twenty one all along, and they already have the holsters and the magazines. Uh, who knows? Yeah, who who knows? knows? But right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting though. Well, uh, it's a good, uh, good, good get for Glock, right? To right. get the Atlanta PD. Well, um, speaking of police, uh-huh. and being in the news. There was a uh, police chief uh, from Gilbert Borough, I guess, Pennsylvania. Big um, thriving metropolis, old yeah. Gilbert Borough. Chief Kessler um, is been, has been suspended for 30 days without pay. Now, this is the YouTube guy, right? This is he the was YouTube on guy. The yeah, this is the yeah. YouTube guy that basically takes some full-auto ARs and some 
um, a hundred round magazines and goes oh, out and just the blasts drum, it. The drum mags and the full yeah, autos. Yeah, and he yeah. just talks about how gun rights are, you know, uh, inalienable, God-given rights, and that he supports the Second Amendment. And Not like the guy in Colorado. This guy's a little bit more aggressive in his uh, speech. Yeah, like. but he uses some profane words. Yeah, that's and it's kind of screaming and hooting and hollering. Well, they um, they had a uh, city council meeting. Oh yeah. Yeah, which they moved from July 25th until July 31st, till he got back into town from his week of vacation. So or for him to be off vacation at least. So oh, they okay. they waited to have this meeting. So if you know that... They waited that, for him to come back. Yeah, yeah. if you know that, it's kind of like, oh, sign. no, that's not going to be a good thing. So the city council chastised him, I take it? Yes, they they did, uh, but not actually for what most of us would think. You would think that by you know having the gun out there and screaming and doing this and doing that... Putting forth a bad image yeah, for their police chief? That that, that, that would be it? the reason. They, they actually just uh, suspended him for 30 days for misuse of city property, I believe misuse it was. Misuse of city. Oh, the guns. Yep. The gun, that that lower, maybe not the upper, but probably the whole thing, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. is uh, it belongs to the sheriff's department, right? Yeah, or the I guess city, so. I guess. I guess it's a city sheriff. Yes. Or maybe he took it out of the property room of the city police and wasn't supposed to. I don't know. That's very interesting. Yeah. But uh, they got him for that. Uh, because that's not his full auto lower. Hmm. So now this this begs the question. You know, I like this guy. I like this guy being aggressive about the Second Amendment. I like full auto. I like giant magazine dumps, right? But you're a public figure, and you probably shouldn't act like a jerk on YouTube. You know, I don't know. I don't have a problem with this guy. But, you know, he should be a little more careful of his job. Does that make sense? So it's like us. You know, when, yeah. we, when we go out, people know us. You know, they recognize oh, us. Oh, sure, yeah. When you we know, get swarmed in the mo- – what are you, you talking know, from about? From Facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast or thegunshowpodcast.com. Anyway, they, they – How would they know us from there? They're, our pictures aren't up. Oh, are they? I don't know. Are they up? I, I don't know. That's Who a good knows? question. Anyway, regardless – that would be, you know, you're you're taking it to an extra level where the people that are going to look up to you, you don't ever want them to begin to look down on you for the way that you're presenting yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would to, be to like, an extent. That would right? be like if you went to the Colt booth at SHOT Show uh-huh. and you just started yelling at them. For, so for I shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do it this year. Now that you're, now that we're here, okay. um, not but, wearing a Gun Show podcast T-shirt, anyways, right? But somebody's gonna, you know, somebody recognizes you and says, "Man, I remember that guy. I listened to his show, and he's out there just yelling at people, berating oh, them." Oh, I see you know, what you mean. Don't make a ass of yourself. And that's kind of what he did here. Yeah. I think. I think okay. he he took it to a, a, an extreme, and right. I don't really think he should have gone that. It's far. almost like the. It reminds me of the dude who. Should we wait? No, it's okay. okay. I, don't, I, don't, I hope everyone can hear that. Someone's car alarm. Is that a car alarm? Yeah, someone's car alarm's going off. I couldn't figure out what that was. So, uh, so it's all excitement here in the studios of the Gun Sound Show podcast. Proofing <laughs> is not very good. So we probably need to upgrade our studios. So, anyways, we probably need a studio. It kind of reminds me. <laughs> well, sure, if you want to get technical, it kind of reminds me of the guy who uh, shot his daughter's laptop. 
Yes. Yes. And, and that was, you know, to me, that wasn't over the line. I enjoyed it. I, I think a lot see, of people did. I could see how some other people well, saw it was over this. the line. Explain what happened here. Well, that was the guy we've talked we talked about it on the show. Just let everyone know again. Well, the guy told his daughter. Let me make sure we don't hit the high points here. He told his daughter. Uh, he grounded her for something, and evidently she went on her Facebook page and berated her father publicly. Yes. At least on her Facebook page. Of course, yeah. he read it because he's the dad. So instead of just simply grounding her from anything, he uh, put some hydro she, shocks. She said something like, he never lets me have anything. Right. He never lets me do anything yeah, that I want to do. He never does this. He never does that. that. Well, that's his story. She probably tells She probably tells a different story. Now – Let's check her Facebook. Let's check her Facebook and see. <laughs> so he immediately – on YouTube, he made a video of him shooting her laptop with his pistol, which was awesome. Right. I loved it. But I could see where some people thought that was over the line, and he did apologize for it yeah, later. Well, he shot it under the pretense of her basically saying he never gives me anything. He never lets me do what I want. And so he said, you know what? This is a laptop that I gave you to allow you to do what you wanted to do. With his own money. With my money. And you turned around and you slapped me with it saying yeah, that I don't let yeah. you do anything. You used something I bought you which is to what say you something used. awful about You me. used yeah. it the way that I allowed you to use it to turn around and tell me that I don't allow you to do this. So he shot it. From his, Wasn't he sitting in like a lawn yeah, chair? Yeah, he was like, like sitting and he put some rounds through it. It was like awesome. Like one of those old chairs. It's like the, the metal frame and it's like the old school. Was uh, it old school? Yeah, I think it was an old school. I'd have to watch it again. We need to put that one back up on our uh, All right, Facebook Scott, page. that's on you. Find it. I, well, uh, fine. So, uh, so yeah, anyways, some people would say that's going over the line. And if this guy had been a county sheriff... He probably shouldn't post that video. No, 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 no. So the the lesson probably always is the lesson always is don't do stupid. And if you do do stupid, don't record it. And if you do record stupid, don't put it on the YouTube. Don't put it on the internet. Don't put it on your Facebook. I'm still putting the show out. Regardless. No, the show. No, you can put the show on iTunes. That's fine. Oh, okay, okay. Is that uh, where I get it from? <laughs> hopefully, iTunes. All right. And, and I should subscribe. Yeah. More paper sounds, please. Papers. Well, speaking of someone that's going to have to start showing his papers everywhere he goes, I got oh, an extra. Knock nice my pencil segue. off. I got an extra one just right here. Nice um, Zimmerman has shown up in. Who? Oh, Zimmerman. Have you heard of him? That name sounds really familiar. It probably should. Is he the guy who rescued. The little girl who was kidnapped in Pennsylvania? No, he's the guy that pulled the people out of that rollover accident. That's what yes. that guy. That yeah. Guy. yeah, yeah. I saw some little blurb about him, which was – it didn't sound like it was that bad of an accident. It didn't yeah. sound like he, like, rescued him. It was weird how it was news. Yeah, and he was also acquitted of murder. Anyway, um, <laughs> he showed up 20 miles east of Dallas, Texas. Uh-huh. Wait, which is, when was which this? Which is close to, close to home. That's close to us. Yes, it is. Um, it should, was, should I, should I, never mind. So he was pulled over on, uh, 07-28 of 2013. Wait, so, so he could have be here already. Well, yeah, that, oh, <laughs> he could already be here. He <laughs> well, could not be, where you're at. No, where like, the listeners, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. He could be anywhere. But his brother came out and released a statement talking about how, um, you know, putting this information out uh-huh. to the world is kind of, 
counterproductive to the fact of yeah. him trying to be away from and not be known where he is. Speaking of which, didn't the media post the names and addresses of those people he pulled out of the, the, the wreck? I don't know about that. I thought I saw that somewhere. Anyways, the media is doing their bestest to, to just make this guy's life miserable for – for for reasons like he when he got pulled over he informed the officer that he had a gun in his glove box okay which he's Smart. more than yeah. welcome you know free to do well if he, he's got his Florida CCW right which means he has reciprocity here in Texas so he which inf- means he needs to identify himself if to following Texas laws because you have to follow the laws in the state you're in so if he has reciprocity in Florida uh, he has to tell the officer. Uh, and when he identifies himself, that he is a permit holder and he does have a gun. So he tells him. Now, uh-huh. The media has taken this and has spun it to George Zimmerman admits to having a gun in his glove box. Well, all right. Yes, but but to mm-hmm. to defend the media, they're bad at their jobs, okay. and they think having a gl- gun in their glove box is illegal, no matter what, because it's probably illegal where they are. Or they're ignorant of the laws where they are and they don't know that in Texas, anyone can have a gun in their glove box as long as they're not a felon. So anybody that can own a gun can have a gun in their glove box. Right. Anyone. Don't have to have a permit. Don't have to have a concealed carry license. Don't have to be, you know, a person. That's a great great, great story. The the ending was Uh, awful. (laughs) Believe it or not, TMZ oh, yeah? was the comp- was the show that first ran this, and then it was picked that up by the Blaze. Me. Now I don't know whether that it was TMZ me. or the Blaze, but somebody took the exact or found the exact point on the highway via Google Maps where he was really? pulled over, based on that's a sign a, and other information. That seems like a bit much, right? Am, <laughs> are we obsessing over this? Obsessing a bit much. Yeah, it's this. That seems a bit. And extreme. they posted his. Um, you want to take a road trip? See if we can go find it. Can we go stand by the sign <gasps> and take pictures? Yeah, in our gun show podcast oh, shirt. That'd be awesome. All right, you're driving. Um, Gas is expensive. Yeah, well, at least you have a, a, a little four cylinder, so you'll be fine. Uh, no, I don't carry twenty twos. And I don't drive four cylinders. <laughs> there you go. All right. So we got uh, a couple more things. The uh, Germans are really trying to the find themser- themselves in the news. Didn't we talk about the Germans last uh, pod? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. With yeah. the machine gun. Yeah, that's right. HK so H&K. Holy moly, it's H&K again. They're a um, – is it German? Yes. They're a Australian? German. Australian? German. 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 Uh, they have just come out, or they are now releasing 30-round polymer magazines oh, yeah. I saw that, that will are available to civilians for a whopping $20. $20. Yeah, evidently they're shipping these. Now, I haven't seen them yet, so I don't know if I believe them. They're made in Germany. They're, they're basically uh, very similar to the translucent G36 magazine. I believe it's the same material. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But it's uh, for an AR-15 or uh, in HK parlance, says, a 416-slash-MR-556A1. It says that it will fit. Uh, magazines can be used in any firearm that uses NATO standard 556-millimeter magazines. The H&K 30-round polymer magazine is drop-resistant, drop crush-resistant, and impact-resistant and features an anti-tilt follower as well as the HK proprietary geometry and design features of the uh, – whatever. So it's an HK mag. 
All right. Now, here's the question. <laughs> Are they too late to the party? PMAG owns the polymer magazine Yeah, but market. here's the thing. Like their first line on their features, yeah. aside from the other stuff, is it says that it's the same high-strength, lightweight polymer used on combat-proven HK G36 and HK417 yeah. magazines. Now, let's be honest. Those magazines have been around for a lot longer than the PMAX. Yeah, and but they are they as work. combat proven? Because the PMAX has been run through the ringer here in Afghanistan and Iraq. Who's to say that these haven't? Oh, the G36? Eh, not so much. The Bundeswehr has been has been kept on a leash by the uh, the, the the German you know political hierarchy uh, out there in Afghanistan, and I don't believe they fought in Iraq. Okay. Now the G36 is a proven commodity, if you want to call it that. Um, and the polymer is a proven commodity. How this shape is not a proven commodity, whereas the PMAG is a proven commodity. On top of that, we have Lancers, which are a proven commodity, and the, um, to a lesser extent, the Tango Down Arc, which are a proven commodity. So we have all these polymer magazines in the system already. They're already cheaper than this. Now, I'm not saying these, these won't sell. Uh, HK fanboys oh, are going to snatch them right up. They'll sell a bunch. But... Is there enough room for this in the market? Eh, I don't know. I, I think there's a little room. Why I, not? I think so. Why isn't there any room in the market for it? You know, there's always room in the market for that Your argument makes sense because the market uh, is always growing. Evidently, every month, more and more people buy guns. So the market's always growing. And the most popular gun is AR-15. So, yeah, this is smart by HK. Uh, should they have done this five years ago? Yes. Yes. Should they have done this three years ago? Yes. Uh, but hey, why not? Um, they can offer this with their 416 and their M27 and their MR5 one You know what magazine came with that? What they're shipping with it? Yeah. No, no, no. I don't believe it'd the be mil- interesting the military, if it was a PMAG though. The Marine Corps? No, the Marine Corps is not using PMAGs. PMAGs won't fit in the HK. That's the funny thing. Now, I just read an article. It won't fit in the HK what? 416. The HK AR-15. So basically the AR-15 from HK. Yeah. Now, the new PMAG will. But they've changed the... The international one, right? No, 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 no. No, okay. No, the, the M3, the brand newest third the generation that, PMAG. Oh, the ones that don't ship with dust covers. R- no. Oh. Those are the second generation. Uh. Those are the most. Or they used to be called Rev M's when they had dust covers. It's really confusing. It's completely confusing. And I, I was now, trying to confuse everybody. Here we go. I'm going to confuse it even more. <laughs> Do it. Okay. Magpul changed their magazine in order for it to fit things like the M27 and the HK416. Right? Okay. HK changed their lowers <laughs> so they'll be more like everybody else's. So they'll probably fit the old PMAGs now. <laughs> So basically, HK changed their design to fit the PMAG, and PMAG changed their design to fit the HK. It's kind of hilarious. Kind of hilarious. So it'll be interesting to see when HK starts shipping those new ones. We haven't seen them yet. I've just heard about them. Uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see these magazines when they when I finally get one in my hot little hands. I'll probably buy one just so I can have it in my collection because I think I have every good AR-15 magazine ever made. Well, that's great. Then uh, our listeners look forward to reading a fantastic review by you on your Ooh, AR magazine. On, on my AR mag, sure. Which, by the way, if you want to check out reviews and read our blog, yep. head over to thegunshowpodcast.com. And um, you, you can register there if you'd like to leave a few comments. But if you want to, also go to facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast. We'll be posting 
whenever we post a new blog post, we'll be posting that to Facebook as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and that's going to have reviews from guns to accessories yep. to you, know, you name should, it. There should be some new ones coming here real soon, some new yeah. uh, reviews and uh, talk about certain things. Maybe I'll do a little article on uh, AR-15 magazine. I think you should. I think I should, too. I think you should. So, uh, again, with the Germans. The Germans. The Germans. Again? And they, the Germans uh, have been, or at least one of the police departments over there, has been toying around with 3D printed guns. Well, welcome to the party. So they got themselves a 3D printer and are printing guns over there in uh, Germany? I guess the they police just, are. Because yeah. a citizen can't, I'm the police, The police are experimenting with these guns. Now, if anybody lives in the area, uh, shoot us a message or post to our Facebook. Let us know what the laws are like in Germany, if you know. Um, I'm guessing that you can't print your own gun in Germany legally, like you can't here in America. Uh, I don't think that you can. So they've purchased a printer, uh-huh. and they are—they have kind of a design that looks a lot like the uh, Liberator from World War II. I'm assuming they downloaded the the guys that have the free software on the internet for 3D printing a gun because that's what it looks like in the picture there. Um. Yeah, I believe that they the defense dis- uh, defense yeah. distribution yeah. or dis- defense. Distributors or something. Yeah, like that. I can't remember that, but yeah, um, yeah, that's him. I guess that yeah, it looks like they might be printing that one, which was actually taken down uh, because of ITAR regulations. Yeah. Oh, it's up though. But somebody's got it up. I mean, oh, you put something the... up on the internet for five minutes yeah. and it's been downloaded. Now you can't stop it. I've seen it on BitTorrent sites for sure, and there's a guy. Uh, who I heard had it on CD just in case it disappears off the internet, which it won't. But no, it's out there for forever now. Well, the the uh, the one that they tested blew up. Oh, or yeah? the uh, Australian police uh, have also been toying around with Australian. This. The Australian police oh. department, the one that the the 3D gun that they tested blew up. Oh no, I saw that one. Okay, that's why I was. Confused. Yeah, you're getting confused okay. between the German and so the, the Germans did it, and the Australians did it, but the Australians gun blew up. Right now, what I read on the internet was that the Australians used the wrong kind of plastic, and they didn't have the settings right on the printer. And so, but if they'd have followed the instructions, it wouldn't have blown up. But, you know, who knows? It's very possible. Who knows? Um, Now, the thing that blew my mind was somebody, I can't remember if the Australian or the German, police came out and said, uh, we need to regulate this. We need to make sure people don't have access to this because criminals can print their own guns. And it's illegal for the criminal to print the gun anyways, right? So making a law against them having the file isn't going to make it illegaler, right? This is just another gun control falsity, right? Another gun control fallacy. Yeah, by saying if you have this file, then we can, you know... Yeah, then it's definitely illegal. Yeah, then it's but illegal. if you had printed the thing, it's illegal. But it shows intent. Uh, nah. Nah. It's silly. It, it we is. Should it's, stop. it's silly. It's a joke. We have to quit. As a society, we have to quit demonizing and legislating things items well you know like the microphones you, you know that defense distributors the guys that came out with the uh the first 3d printed gun sure. they've been doing 3d printed lowers yeah. ARs. oh yeah uh which now they have successfully fired something like 600 or 800 yeah. rounds without failure they yeah. were having issues after maybe 30 and it would break on them 
Oh, well, I didn't know that. That oh, guy that started that has filed for a FFL or a. I heard he had got an FFL. Yeah, he is. He okay. he can now manufacture firearms. Right. But he's not selling them. Okay. So I'm. Uh, from, Maybe there's no money in it. Well, what I'm understanding from what he's saying is that it was more about getting the information out to everyone. Well, that's and allowing the thing. everyone. The to FFL have the probably helps him legally cover some right thing about making his own guns and but no he's not trying to sell them he's just he's just putting the information out there he just wants everybody to be informed right exactly it, it's similar to the guys who do the anarchist cookbook type stuff right they're not building a they're not telling you this is you should go build a bomb this is the way you do it you know homemade explosive right they're saying hey here's some cool information if you want to do it that's up to you i'm just giving you the information and that's how our society should work until you do something, until I actually build a bomb and put it under your car, I'm not breaking the law. Until I do something that, well, if you, what if you just build a bomb? Is that does that? No, I don't. Because that's owning a destructive device. I mean, that you, you. I don't know. One could argue that if I built a bomb big enough to hurt somebody who's not in my house, right? In my house, like if it was big enough to blow up my mine like and my neighbor's three houses, house, yeah, yeah. Then one could argue I'm putting my neighborhood at risk right and maybe that should be regulated by the government but if i'm you know if you're regulating the size of my television you know like the fcc does or regulating the 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 usage of electricity that my stereo or my dishwasher uses you know is that good for society i don't think it is i think there shouldn't be a law in place until someone comes to harm or society comes to harm, and I mean that specifically. I don't mean general harm. I don't mean, you know, like, you know, society would be better if everybody drove pretty colored cars, so we should make ugly cars illegal. You know, one could make that argument to the extremes. And they, But your your argument also goes into, to like you said, extremes. Who chooses when it becomes intent to harm? Well, the people do. The, well, you're right. But is it, is it I got, you know, you got into your car with it? Is it you walked out of your house with it? Is it you planted it somewhere? What point does it become intent to harm? Is it you're about to hit the button? Yeah. What, what point do now, you say is intent to harm? Replace bomb with gun. Oh, now what is it? Now, society would put – a lot of society, the liberal gun grabber types, would put the bomb in the same thing as the gun. You've got a gun, Scott. It's in your home. Therefore, you could harm your neighbor with it. Therefore, the government can intervene. And what you said, you have a gun in your car, Scott. Therefore, you could use it in a road rage incident. Therefore, the government needs to regulate that, whereas you and I don't believe that, right? You and I believe that as long as I don't pull it out and shoot anybody, leave me alone. Yeah, as long as I don't draw down on someone, yeah, some as long as I don't person threaten not, someone, know. as long as I don't shoot anyone, as long as I don't shoot myself. Well, maybe if I shoot myself, that'd be all right because that's just dumb. But, you know, as long as no one else is harmed, the government should mind their own business. Stay out of it. And that's probably what a majority of our listeners believe. But if you don't, we'd like to hear from you. Jump on our Facebook. Let us know. Um and I think we've we've started to craft a society, a large portion of us, where it's the nanny state thing, right? We've talked about that before. Whereas this is what's good for you. Uh, having a 3D print machine is bad. You can't have that. Okay. Uh, having a 3D print machine program 
that could print a gun if you programmed it right is bad. You can't have that. Well, you know, they took away that Defense Solutions guy, or Defense Distributors, I'm sorry. Um, they took away his 3D printer because well, of his intent on what he planned sure. to do with it. So what about a guy that buys a mill? What yeah. about a guy that buys a, you know, any of the well, CNC no, the, machines? No, there's Why, no you, difference. But you're taking it away. Here's the problem. Why don't with your, you take all of them away? Here's the problem with your argument. The government didn't take his printer away. The company that leased it to him took it away. They have a right to do that. Like I said, the government should mind their business. It's the same thing with this. If I lease you something and I decide to kill the lease within, you know, the parameters of our contract. But you can say for sure that the that no one at the White House made a phone call no, or I'm anywhere not in the government. That. Right. I'm saying that as a private company, whatever the reason, as long as it was within, you the know, the scope of their contract. Right. Yeah, as long as they didn't break the contract. If they chose to re- recall that from the lease, that's their prerogative. Right. So yeah, but now if you the government know. had gone and t- come and taken it, no, that's that's wrong. That's that should not be allowed. What about the what about the people now that are? Um, if you Google uh, certain things now, they've had some feds knocking on their door. Well, I haven't seen any good reporting of that so far. Um, listen, the feds. I find that hard to believe that it's happening, and here's why. The feds couldn't stop the Boston bomber. The local police couldn't stop the Boston bombers. Okay. These were known bad guys slash terrorists who were known to have trained, who were known to be jihadist sympathizers. Yeah, what was the... Who were known to post crazy stuff on their website, and one of them had a... Didn't one of the roommates have some crazy license plate? That was like anti-American or pro-jihad or uh, something. But anywho, I, I, but these people fell through the cracks. So you can't tell me that the government's out there listening and knocking on doors. I mean, it could be happening. I, I wouldn't be too surprised if it was. The government's definitely overstepped uh, what their, the intent was for our government, uh, from our founders for sure. But, you know, is it really happening? I haven't seen any believable reports that that's happening yet. So, you know, talking about those reviews that we're doing. Yes. Uh, I plan on going to the range tomorrow. Oh, good. And shooting? Shoot, well, yeah, shoot a few guns. Oh, yeah. 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 Shoot, gonna... shoot some paper. You, you got know? some plans? Now, here's the throw question. Throw some lead down Throw range. some lead down blow, blow some holes in some paper? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I like I'm it. Not, I, I don't know, but I might try to put some tanner right down there, and, and I'll probably try to blow it up, but I don't think they're going to let me. Wow. That was awesome. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. I don't know where it came from. Now, here's a question for you. You're going to the range tomorrow. Do you have a plan of what you're going to shoot, how much you're going to shoot of it, you know, what guns you're going to shoot in what order? I mean, are you just Not going to the range down that to blast far. stuff? Not broke down that far. Do you, have, I, you just have like a generalized idea? I have a generalized idea of what firearms I'm going to, I'm going to shoot and a general idea of how many rounds I plan on shooting. Right. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. And what distance and stuff like that. Yeah. I assume yeah. it's... That goes with the firearms you're shooting. Now, I need to go to the range. I got a gun that I haven't shot yet, so I definitely need to go to the range. <laughs> Does it work? Don't know. Oh. Need to go to the range. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got, uh, I've got a I very interesting I have three of your plan. AR bolts, by the way. And I'll need those back before I go to the range. <laughs> yeah. I had three of those. Speaking of which, should we see uh, something on those? It's crazy. Uh, I lost your Bravo Company rifle. No, no you didn't. No, but I have – oh, I'm sorry. Chance. I only have two of your bolts. No, you, you <laughs> lie. You lie like a dog, sir. Or a rug. Do rugs lie? I guess they do. Yeah. Do dogs lie? So anyway. So you're going to the range tomorrow. Um, 
you going to shoot anything long range, all short range, nah, all indoor it's gonna be, pistols? It's going to be indoor. Yeah. It's going to be pistols and twenty two. I rifles. find myself in the heat of summer. <laughs> indoors? Not one, yeah, indoors, much more. I find myself shooting twenty two, which I like. I enjoy it. I just shooting need more of it. Twenty two conversions more, twenty uh, twos more, and pistols a lot more um, in the heat of the summer. Um, not so much the shotgun and the rifle in the summer. Uh Plus, no. the rifle indoors, unless you've got a nice range where you can shoot 100 yards, not so much fun. It's pointless. Uh, I've done it before just to see some, fu- you know, so if something will function to try out if I've changed something or uh, overcleaned it. Definitely. Um, you know, just bang it through rounds, throw it, see if it still works. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to the range is fun. Uh, I should go to the range more. I think all of us should go to the range more, right? I think so. I think, uh, oh, I read an interesting article about going to the range. The NSSF did a study that said that new shooters go to the range more, which makes more sense. Which makes more sense? Which NSSF, makes sense. NSSF, National Shooting Sports yeah, Foundation. Yeah, the National Shooting Sports Foundation, which is basically our industry's uh, association. Uh, they track all the you know, gun sales. They, they, run, they, they hold the SHOT Show. They hold the industry show every yes, year. Yes, they do. So, yeah, they're kind of our industry association. Which I know, Scott, you're trying to go to that. Oh, I've already got my rooms reserved, and uh, you know what I should have done today? I should have signed up for a uh, media pass, but I didn't. Good deal. Well, we'll get. Well, <laughs> if you need anything, you talk to me. We'll try to get it. Get your media up. pass. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so new shooters go to the range more, which is exciting. I think because they're excited about it, and it's new to them, and they want to go and learn. All about their new gun and learn all about ammo and magazines and holsters and cleaning it and shooting different targets and splatter targets and all that fun stuff. Uh, but, yeah, new shooters. It kind of makes me excited to try to think about that, though, to try to think when I was a new shooter and I was excited about going to the range. You know what I mean? Right. Which I'm still excited about going to the range, but, you know, like everything, it kind of dulls over time. It does a little bit. Um, but I think that the, that excitement of taking a new shooter to the range yeah, that helps. really stands out. I need to do that. Well, you're a new shooter. Can I take you to the range? <laughs> I don't think so. No, no, not so much. No, I don't want you. I don't want to learn how to shoot from you. Wow, that was awesomely insulting. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, hey, you know what? <laughs> what? So it sounds like Scott. You know, we live in Texas. Why don't Why don't you put a little toss out out there? What is this? Somebody needs some shooting lessons. If somebody wants to shoot free shooting lessons from the Gun Show podcast from Scott Fuller. Scott Fuller, not personally endorsed by the Gun Show podcast. What, what are you not personally endorsed <laughs> by the Gun Show? What? I'm nothing but endorsed by the Gun Show podcast. 